All right, let's get into this conversation. Jada Pinkett Smith went on the red table admitting that she had an addiction to porn before she got up with Will, right? So the first thing I said is, damn it, this red table is something else. It seems that if it ain't Jada spilling the tea, right, somebody else is coming on the show spilling the tea. Aisha Curry just made the news, I think, last week for being on the table and spilling tea. So the second thing I said to myself is, Jada, you know, who who the fuck you kidding, Jada? Like, you've you been a freak, ho. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've you, 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 you been a freak, you know? And we all know that you've been a freak. I think she's just kind of, expect, like, you know, letting us in a little bit more about to how much <laughs> a sister have had to, you know, really just kind of like the, the levels to the freak shit. You know what I'm saying? In her life. Because it's no secret that it's been rumored many times in the past that her and Will is swingers. You know, that that rumor has been going around since around maybe around the 90s. And I don't know if anybody remembers this, but when she was playing the character of Hawthorne on the show that she did, which was a major success, she played a, a nurse, an arm and nurse on the show. And Mark Anthony, I believe, was on the show. And then there was this whole big scandal between Mark Anthony, Will, and Jada because, I don't know, they thought their marriage was going to fall apart because Will was crying and there was, like, this big fallout. And they said that it was because Will had discovered that she was freaking off of Mark Anthony. And Mark Anthony is another freak hoe. He can't keep he can't keep a wife for shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Although the man sings beautifully. My God, no matter what the hell Mark Anthony doing his personal life with relationships, can't nobody, you know, take away the gift that he have is singing. So back to Jada and this porn addiction stuff. I was thinking about it and I said to myself, you know, let me think about porn and, 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 and really like really think about this. So when I think about porn and I think about like my earliest days of porn or porn in, in my day. I'm only 34 years old, but the way these millennials be having me feeling, I be feeling bad old. So I always refer to shit being like in my day, but I remember that porn was not that accessible in my day, okay? So even though AOL was around like in the early 2000s, late 90s, and the internet was definitely booming, the phones wasn't as advanced as it was today for you to download your little um adult sex apps, you know, to, to, to um, find all these different websites where you could forget porn, though. You know, they have all these, they have like Ashley Madison from married people that want to freak off with other married people. They have, a, like, I, like I just said, a bunch of adult sex sites where you could f- link up with anybody you want to wherever the hell they at that you can get to them or they can get to you and fulfill any fucking fantasy that you want. You don't even have to pay a prostitute anymore. <laughs> you know, men don't even have to pay women. They still do. But you don't even have to pay anybody anymore to make your um, wildest dreams and your fantasies come true. So I started thinking about my times and I'm like, people people were sneaking, uh, probably trying to, if you was lucky if you found one in a video store, if you walked into one, you know, you was lucky if you that you had to really find like hole in the wall places and you could find some on DVD. You know, some people have portable DVDs that they was using them at night. But I feel like as a child or when you're younger and you're inexperienced with sex and you're curious, right? And um, if you wasn't doing that, even back in the day, there was like Playboy. I remember when Playboy had a whole channel. So before you know, before you had 
the the websites, you had the Playboy channel. But I'll tell you one thing. I remember about the fucking Playboy channel, and maybe you do too if you was watching. They never showed the man's dick. Like, every time I used to watch Playboy as a child, they never showed the man's dick. They would just show you in between her legs and, and you know, I, you know I, I never knew if he even penetrated her. I'm trying to show you how porno has changed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you get the illusion. But you mostly saw her breasts, his butt, his chest. You know what I'm saying? But you never saw his balls. Like, you didn't see. <laughs> like, I feel like Playboy, and it was exactly what the fuck it was. It was, it was, it was marketed for men. Because at that point, or heterosexual men, at that point, who, what man would want to see the, maybe though, maybe, you know, men want to see, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. What, what are we looking at? When I'm looking at a portal, I'm looking at the man's dick. <laughs> like, because I'm a heterosexual woman. I like to think what a man's looking at the portal, he's looking at the woman's vagina. And then they did Playgirl later on, but I don't know that Playgirl ever had a channel. So now, fast forward to um, today, you know, forget about it. You know, like, like at the touch of your fingertips, you could, you know, bookmark your favorite videos. And then some people actually take the time to purchase memberships to websites. So porn addiction is a real thing. But see, when you hear Jada talking, I think, I think even the, I think the most, even the most, mm, I would get like, I say like novice to intermediate porno watching person. You hear that, you might think like, okay, well, everybody watches porn. And you think that that's what it is. But watching porn and having a porn addiction is like two, it's two different things. You know, like porn addiction is something that takes over your life. Like an alcohol addiction could take over your life. Like a drug addiction could take over your life or any other addiction because too much anything is just not good for you at all. You know, it's like everything in moderation. So when we're talking about porn addiction, we're not talking about um, people who are do, who who do this in moderation. So... Let me see. Jada also, I just wanted to, I'm trying to make sure I hit on every point. She mentioned that when she went through this porn addiction, that it was during a time in her life where she was practicing abstinence. So then I said, damn it, Jada. You see, this word keeps coming up. You know, this word abstinence keeps coming up. I feel like, I don't want to say like ever since I said it, because the word has, has been out there forever. I certainly didn't create the word. But ever since I approached my little milestone, you know, Alyssa Milano came out with her no sex abstinence thing. And now Jada's talking about uh, porn addiction, but in relation to her journey with abstinence. I'm like, damn it. So she got my attention. But when I thought about it, I said, is that going to happen to me? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I got scared. I got scared. But then when I thought about it, I said, girl, calm down. You ain't got nothing to worry about because... First of all, the first time I went asking it was the I did this before in the past. It was a year. The second time was probably like a little. Oh, it was never ever a year exactly. Like a little over a year. It was the second time was like three years of some change, and now I'm a little over a year again, right? And each time, um, do 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 you get urges? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like did a bitch watch a portal too? Of course, you know. But I never felt. I guess like what Jada said was like I was watching it to the point that. I became addicted. And I don't know. I feel like everybody's different. It's the same way you got people that can watch it in moderation. They're just not going to become addicted. I feel like once you become addicted to it, something's going on. As a matter of fact, I think, I personally think to be addicted to porn is no different, in my personal opinion, than being a sex addict. 
Because you got to remember, these days, a lot of pornos ain't like the pornos like back in the day. <clears throat> a lot of pornos back in the day, some, a lot of them still are, but a lot of pornos back in the day, you know, they was production made. So it was some studio in California. Some companies used to get sued for using girls under the age of 18. But my point is, if everything was legal and legit, then... um it was pretty much like a company that would produce them. That's where I, that's, I mean, you didn't buy it from them online, but that's where you would get like on the streets, you would find them and you would buy them. That's how we would get them. But these days in time, people are making their own porno. You understand what I'm trying to say? So you're not just watching uh, pornos made by production teams and stuff like that. You're, all, you're, te- you're technically watching people freaking off who probably got channels on porn pages. Okay. And that means you're watching people with sex addiction in a sense, especially if they have channels, because some people upload pornos all the time and they got, they got channels. It's kind of like a YouTube. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's something called you porn. Okay. But it's like a YouTube and you go there and a person is a user and some people just upload from other places that they find, just like you, just like some people collect a bunch of different videos on the gram and they make a page with a bunch of different videos that's not necessarily theirs. And some people upload their own shit, you know. But what she said also was like as she was watching the portals, um, in time, they started to get stale. So the normal shit she would watch was no longer doing anything for her. And she would begin to start watching um, different things that she probably that probably wasn't her taste before. And then those things used to start to eventually start to turn her on. And then eventually she she admitted that it got to be to the point that she started to watch a bunch of disturbing things. Right? I'm like, look, Jada, if this, you was been with Will for 22 motherfucking years, so when you was going through this little crisis on your abstinence, and I'm not laughing. I'm not saying that it's funny. But this was well, okay, well, you got to be talking about the 90s, the early 90s. Which, like I said, porno was hard to find, honey. But I guess if you was a celebrity child, you know what I'm saying? And you got them ducats. <laughs> Bitch, you can make it rain porno videos and stuff. So um, I'm like, damn. So, so pornos was, was, oh, I guess it must have been just as freaky back then as they are today. Even though I think that they're freakier, you know. I think we all all could admit, those who um, occasionally entertain, that sometimes you you don't know what the fuck shit pop up. You're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Shit be popping up. You're looking like, what? No. You're like, people do that? Yeah, people do that. I mean, actually, there's shit that I never would even, I don't even think I would ever, I would ever think up, you know? And I like to consider myself to be, I'm a fire sign. I'm very, I'm passionate or whatever. Steamy and all of that. But it should sometimes pop out. I'll be like, damn, like who, what? So my feel on her abstinence experience with porn is different than mine, obviously, because everybody's different. But one thing that I will say that I understand what she's saying is if you, it, it is true that it gets stale. I'm not going to lie to you. Being abstinent, it, um, a lot, it gets stale. Pornos is stale to me. They don't do it anymore. You understand what I'm trying to say? I don't have a porn addiction. Never had. But at the same time, it don't do anything. It's the same way, like, you know, people, <clears throat> when it comes to, like, masturbation, I don't give a nobody say, I feel like all males masturbate, even though some say that they don't. And they probably don't. I, you know, you can't say everybody do this and all people do that. I feel most. I'm just going to say most. I like to be fair. Most do, right? And with women, most do, too. 
and there's just some that don't. But even me, who I find that child, <laughs> let me say, first of all, <clears throat> when it comes to toys, and I don't care, I'll just, I'll just tell, I don't use them. One thing about one thing about toys, though, like because like in time I, I did like research and I don't know, I just they, they kind of porous and they collect bacteria and it's just weird. And also when I, like when I did experiment with them, I'm not saying I never tried it, but it was mostly like in my early 20s and my late teens. <laughs> it it still it wasn't for me. Like I'm the type of person I want the real deal. I feel like porn and sometimes toys is like a teeth. I really do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to use my... Maybe I'm not doing it right. I know. I know I'm doing it right. But it's just not the same. Like, I want to feel a man's hands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to feel, you know, the real thing. I want some shit that just vibrate because you got a bunch of fucking batteries in the house. Nigga, like, I want some shit that's attached to something real. So it's a tease for me. But I feel like if it's a porn addiction for people... There's a high that you get from it. I don't. I don't get that. Then you know. Remember, you you never had that feeling like you know you be watching. You be all horny. You go watch a porno. Well, we all talking personal now. You horny. You watch a porno. Everything's all hot and steamy. Soon as you reach your destination, you bust a nut. You turn around. You look at the TV. You're like, oh my god, they're so nasty. What the hell are they doing? How disgusting. <laughs> turn that shit off. My point is, people who have a porn addiction don't reach that point where after they. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, let me turn this off. I had enough, you know? Actually, I knew a male friend of mine who had a porn addiction. People share things with me. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm easy to talk to. I don't even know. I know that I'm approachable, but I feel like a lot of times with my personality sometimes being so strong that I might come off a little intimidating and might not seem as approachable, especially because my opinions might be so strong. But there are times when people sit there and um, share, like, really intimate details about themselves with me. And I always take the time to listen and I don't judge because I feel like it's, doesn't, it's not easy to do that. You know what I mean? So, um, and I know that it's not easy for people to dump out these days. Because a lot of times when you end up dumping out, you dump out at the wrong place or people say the wrong thing. So I'm very careful what I say. And so my friend was letting me know that they had a porn addiction. At the time, still, I don't know if they still do today. I haven't spoken to them in years, but it's the kind of thing like they're gonna watch porn literally 24 hours a day. They people like that end up potentially losing their jobs because somehow, even though some jobs have, um, you know how you can't on certain jobs you can't just go on the internet and go wherever you want. I had jobs where Facebook.com um, was blocked. And certain places, like um, when there was MySpace, certain jobs I worked at, like MySpace.com was blocked. Like you can't access this from there. Like they blocked the site. You got to get it from your phone. But some people's jobs aren't that way or they learn to be that way because of people like them who sit there and have the nerve to actually try to access porno at the comp because they can't help themselves. Okay. You got people that's constantly coming home to find their husband with a dick in their hand. I mean, it's one thing if I like to see it or whatever. Maybe you don't say, like, that's what we're, it's what we're doing our thing. It's another thing when every time I turn around, like, even when the kids are in the house, like, you can't even wait till after midnight, nigga. That's, that's what, you know, porn, porn addiction um, kind of is. Then it gets to the point with the porn addiction, it takes away from, they say, your personal intimacy life. So people, like, if you're in a relationship with someone, it starts to hinder your relationships, which is what I think that Jada was mostly talking on. 
So, um, I got some quick stats I just wanted to bring up before I get to the next topic <clears throat> about porn addiction. Um, let's see. They said that if you're having, if you're trying to stop using porn but not being able to, or if you're having difficulty controlling porn use, or you're using porn in situations that impose um, some kind of negative effects on your work or your relationships. Because, ladies, it's what they, I think most women have had. That was, a, but that's what the other thing he was sharing with me was like his girlfriend couldn't take it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just, it, it's kind of, it's disturbing after a while. Nobody wants to, like, every time, what, what are you doing? Every time, every time you're talking about it, it's a porno, 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 um, you know, porn, 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 porn. I mean, it's, it's, that's why I say it's a sex addiction. In my opinion, it's a sex addiction, especially these days because you're watching people. Who must have sex addictions because that's their job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They get paid to fulfill their fleshly desire if it's from production. And if they're doing it themselves just, just to be seen just because they like to have sex and they don't mind people watching and they actually get off of people watching, you know. <clears throat> it's like the Lamar Odom situation. He's a sex addict. And I was thinking about the episode that I did the other day when I talked about him and I said to myself, going back to the suck-up culture, I said, you know, we, we all want to tell everybody that we're all grown, that we can do whatever the fuck it is that we want to do now, right? Because we're no longer, you know, underage. But even when it comes to sex and people trying to tell people it's just sex or, you know, just this how it is and this how the times is, nobody ever told you if there was a limit to that shit or if there was a certain number that you reach or if there's a certain if there's a certain point where you should cross a line because as you can see Lamar Alderman's at 2000 2000 but nobody ever talks about that you know what I'm saying it's like everybody's like just keep going just keep fucking so why just fuck so why who cares you're not a relationship who cares if, if it's the first date if you just met him sleep with him with the first, who cares if you never see him again one night stand that shit it's like okay we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep going go ahead, go ahead. when are we gonna stop you know what I'm saying? Like, when does it become out of control? And that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know if this hookup culture is so much as it trying to express, help people express themselves individually without being tied down. I don't know what I don't know what the fuck the movement is. Honestly, I don't know what the fuck it's about. It's the dumbest shit. I, I don't get it. It's breaking down a lot. It don't make sense. It's hurting society, really. But if the understanding is that, um, you know. Through the hookup culture, you know, you becoming free. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, that's the most illogical shit I've ever it's heard in my life. It's just like I said with these STDs. It's just like saying, like, I don't want to, we're going to get in this hookup culture. I don't want to be in, uh, involved with you relationship-wise. I certainly don't want to fall in love with you, and I damn sure don't want you falling in love with me. We just want to fuck. You don't even want to get to know the person like that. You damn sure don't want to spend no holiday with them or nothing like that, but you are swapping bodily fluids. You don't even know them like that. That shit makes no sense to me. You know what I'm saying? It makes absolutely no sense. What else is in this article? What causes it? It says unique interests, anxiety or depression, and they said sex, sexual abuse. And then um, the effects of it, like I said before, is lowered relationship quality, increased risk of infidelity, having difficulty in sexual encounters, because if your sexual encounters, this is what happens when people get addicted to it. If your sexual encounters start to get stale to you, because same thing with Jada, 
and myself now. But I'm not like Jada to the point where I just want to watch a bunch of freaky old shit. I'm just not addicted. But it got to the point for her where certain, to probably see, you know, boring-ass missionary sex or boring-ass heterosexual sex or boring-ass two people only in the, in the team, in the bedroom, that got boring to her is the same way it would get boring to the person who's... I just told you, you are taking on the mindset of the people you're watching. It's going to get boring. Soon, if your bitch ain't sucking it like this... You understand what I'm trying to say? If your man ain't licking it like that, you're going to start to have all these... Um, I guess you could say overanalyze expectations of your significant other. That's really not realistic. But you're trying to say that it is realistic. And that's what I feel a lot of this hookup culture does, too. It, it takes a lot of this porno life or this, like, freak-off life, and it really makes it seem as if it's, it's realistic. It's not, it's not realistic. It's animalistic, but it's not realistic. <clears throat> it says that one-third of Internet downloads in the U.S. are related to porn, and about 25% of internet search queries or 68 million searches a day are porn searches. <clears throat> and that number seems very low to me, but it still seems very high. 9% of pornography users had tried unsuccessfully to stop using porn. And almost half of American families said that porn use was a problem in their homes. Because I don't think that it just stops with men, <clears throat> but it stops. It also have, you know, you got children in the house. So, and then, you know, these kids are, I don't know, I don't care what anybody says. These kids are more encouraged to be sexually active as much as we supposed to be. I know they tell kids still be careful, have condoms and all that, but this, this age and generation is raised a little bit differently when it comes to dating and sex than my generation was, meaning that they're exposed to things a little bit faster than my generation was because my generation wasn't on the social media path that it was today. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's it. That's all I got on that. So now I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to talk about the Backstreet Boys real quick because I was just talking about them and Chance the Rapper and the Doritos commercial that they did for the Super Bowl. And I said how nostalgic that was and how happy I was to see that being that I grew up with them and there was very much them and MTV, very much a big part of um, my childhood and my high school. So two days ago, three days ago, they released the, it was the 20th anniversary. I believe it was the 20th anniversary of Millennium, the album. So they released a revised, updated version of I Want It That Way. So I took the time to listen to it. Oh, bitch, I must have... I was boo-hooing, crying, like, look, first of all, it's just, like, it's the same song to me, just an adult version of it. <clears throat> they still sound great to me. I don't know if that was just, like, studio tricks. But really, the whole time I'm listening to the song, I'm just kind of flashing back to the 90s. I'm flashing back to high school, my high school hallways, you know what I'm saying? I'm flashing back to just, like, TRL days and, like, how, like, classmates would be cutting class, like, eight, ninth period trying to take the bus to the city to go to CRL because somebody's coming. It was, it was somebody was coming. It was with Brittany. It could have been Christina. It could have been Backstreet Boys. It could have been Destiny's Child, honey, because, they, you know, this was that, that time was pretty popping. It was really nice. So I was, I was really happy to see that. Say they're going to drop the album. I might pick it up, you know. But that's how you come back for your fans. That's the other thing I was thinking about because I'm, I did an episode where I started talking about I can't remember what it was entitled, but I said that I didn't 
I couldn't stand when people do reunions and everybody don't show up. Now, I understand there'd be like political reasons and, you know, some people are already contracted and they're not, they're not going to be available on the date. But if that's the case, you also just reschedule it because Clueless had that when I did the episode, I was going off on the cast of Clueless because Clueless had did a reunion and Stacey Dash was not there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, where the fuck was Dion? If you know, then I think they just did, um, I want to say it was the NSYNC reunion, wasn't it? And Justin couldn't be there because Justin had, ah, what the fuck is going on here? You motherfuckers think y'all too good. You don't, I don't care what problem you got within one another in the group, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what about the fan? Like, you, it's people out here that want to see that. And I said in the episode, it's not that we don't appreciate the ones who show up. I'm, I always say shout out, you know, big props to the ones that do show up. Props. That's so 90s. You know, big shout out to the ones that do show up. But at the same time, it's a, it's a, I just feel like it's, you do have to realize there are people there that, are, that notice that, you know, that probably came for certain people and those certain people are not there. It's just so damn corny. So it's just good to see that they was able to um, come together and, you know what I'm saying? Do it like the right way. If you're going to do it, do it right. The fucking Jackson 5 is still fucking assembling. What the fuck you doing? My, if Mike not there, nigga, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. You was a part of the band. You know, but it's just, uh, you know, at this point, what do you do? When, when Mike's part come on, y'all, y'all old, overage, middle-aged asses just be twirling around on the stage trying not to break both your ankles. <laughs> like, come on, it's over. Hang it up, baby. Hang it up. <clears throat> Hang it up. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think that's all I got for now. I know there was more, but... Especially with this porn thing. No, I think that's it. So thanks, Jada Freeco. <laughs> I say that I say Freeco. When I say Freeco, that's like a term of endearment. It's a term of endearment, people. Just messing with Jada. Y'all know we know Jada's a damn freak. Jada was with Tupac ass. What the fuck you think she was doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So on that note, I will see you all next time here on Chapel's Counter. Chapel's Counter.